Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Welcome to the show, folks. Been a lot of talk, because folks keep reaching out, wondering what is still going on with the Yankees. And, you know, we're a little over a week past the, the trading deadline. and. I, I have some good news for Yankees fans uh, because we had the Field of Dreams game tonight with the White Sox, and we're going to know pretty soon whether or not there's even going to be a playoff race for the Yankees or not based off of this series. Because while the Yankees did improve at the training deadline, there are more than enough reasons that I'll get into why they still won't make the postseason. but. If they have a chance of making a postseason, they actually have to start going on a run. And I'll, and I'll start breaking down their schedule uh, along with the off, uh, the trade deadline moves that they made that I liked, what I didn't like, and, and go into that further. So, without much further ado, we have the Field of Dreams game tonight against the White Sox. And, you know, not to go completely off tangent, but I will. This is a setup that should have happened 20 years ago. Field of Dreams came out when I was a child. It is over 30 plus years that Field of Dreams was a movie. Major League Baseball just decided now. And again, I don't blame Rob Manfred. Rob was put in a bad spot. Rob's predecessor, Bud Selig, has to be one of, if not the worst commissioner in professional sports history. A man who did so much less with more afforded to him than pretty much any other commissioner of his stature. This is what happens when you make an owner with no imagination the commissioner of the actual league. Because the guy was not a good owner and an even worse commissioner. He had no imagination and resented owners like George Steinbrenner who could actually market and generate money and actually grow his team. You know, Field of Dreams was a popular movie for many years. Baseball fans love it. The field has always been there. It's not like it went away. It's been a tourist attraction for 25 years. You want to tell me you couldn't see a marketing opportunity where you have a showcase game there every year? This should have been done in the 90s before 
even after the lockout of '94, they sh- they should they should have come back with Field of Dreams game to actually get people interested in baseball. This is the dumbest run sport. There's a reason why the NFL overtook baseball. Man, these people are idiots. But you know, man, friends trying to make up for lost time, and so I at least have to give them credit because you know it's long overdue. It's gonna generate ratings. I guarantee you it's going to generate ratings. Like, instead of doing a stupid game in Japan that, A, here's why the game in Japan, games in Japan that Bud kept... I'm, I'm trying, trying not to lose my temper, but it's so stupid. Instead of the games in Japan that Bud kept trying to push, Japan is already crazy about baseball they were going to watch those games in japan regardless but for everyone else in the world the time zone difference in japan doesn't work it will never work ever ever in most parts of the world and no one is going to be crazy enough to watch the game in japan other than japan even the London games made more sense because other parts of the world could actually watch it in the time zone. Yes, it's in the morning for the U.S., but other parts of the world, actually, it falls in a decent enough time that actually it would be manageable. But when you go completely on the opposite side of the world, your primary base of viewers in the U.S., there's no way they're going to... Wake up at 5 in the morning to watch a game in Japan. It's just not happening. Or, you know, do do the, uh, or, uh, you know, because, and you're not going to pl- play the game in Japan at 10 in the morning. Like, it's, it's it just bud. It's just bud. Ugh. Anyway, back to the Field of Dreams game. So this should have happened decades ago even before they had to use steroids to and yeah yeah you know we all know baseball willingly gave uh, allowed the players to take steroids and look the other way because they they were so desperate because they couldn't think of another idea of how to generate ratings that they had to artificially inflate the stats of their own sport to generate fan interest again man like this is the dumbest sport it really is run by some of the biggest idiots imaginable. Ugh. So, you finally have a creative marketing opportunity. This game's going to generate a ton of ratings. Uh, you know, you got the Yankees and the White Sox. You got two very good teams. But focusing on the Yankees. They're fourth in the AL East. You got Toronto. You got Boston. And you got the Rays. All three of those teams, you can make an argument, are better than the Yankees. I think the Yankees now, because they actually added Anthony Rizzo to that lineup with a left-handed bat, I'm not as crazy about the Gallo trade. But I get it. You know, the Yankees have to find someone other than Brett Gardner to be playing in outfield. I I don't give a sh. I mean, it's just enough with the Brett Gardner playing. 
he can play maybe once every five days. You know, it, it really, really stretches the imagination. How the Brett Gardner earned that much playing time this year with all the offensive struggles the team has had. Gardner regularly keeps playing for this team. And they wonder why the team's struggling. (sighs) Anyway. So, with that in mind, you have an injury-prone Aaron Judge. An injury-prone Giancarlo Stanton. Gallo, even though he is a three-outcome batter, that being home run, strikeout, strikeout looking, at least he's going to be in the field, and he has an arm. Unlike Stan, we can't rely upon to play in the field and judge, like I said, the injuries. Again, the the Yankees are not nearly as versatile as other teams, which is part of the reason why they've struggled so much in terms of matchups. Hopefully, these trades give them enough versatility that they can kind of manage the situation. It ain't great, but it's uh, at least going to be manageable enough that they can slightly get a better uh, handle on matchup wise because the Yankees were very predictable in terms of their lineup cards night after night which is why they got picked on so much in the early goings by the Red Sox and Rays if we are being completely honest with ourselves Brett Gardner has no business being anywhere above seventh in the batting order for a team with aspirations of making the playoffs that that's just the bottom line and Honestly, you probably should be playing in the NL. That's the reality of the situation. But the Yankees put themselves in that spot and now got to live with it. So you, you bring in Joey Gallo. You bring in Rizzo. Left-handed bats that they desperately need because really the only option they had was Gardner. But it still doesn't address the elephant in the room which is Glaber Torres and his deteriorating offense, which is a result of his defense being so bad. He's not a true shortstop, and they keep forcing him in that spot. The Yankees still never address the shortstop position. And, you know, it's going to come to a head sooner or later because they need Torres's bat. Even with all the offense they have, they don't have that many guys that can actually produce runs with speed they're just trying to slug their way through everything and it's not going to work once they start facing elite pitching you know right now and again i say this stretch is very important for the yankees that they have to go on a run and by a run i mean they need to win about anywhere from 12 out of 15 10 at 10 out of 12 like they need a run like that because I'm telling you right now, 
with this field field of dreams game, you got uh, the rest of the games in the series against the White Sox. They have to play Boston. They're going to go into, uh, I believe it's Kansas City, and they have uh, they have the Twins on deck. I mean, these are like out after the Boston game, like. You've got very, very soft schedules uh, of teams that are done, like literally packed it in because so many teams gave up. And some other teams like just did some bizarre trades. Uh, You know, I don't know what's going on with St. Louis, but trading for John Lester and Jay Happ is not how you actually win anything. I I can't, I couldn't believe that those trades happen, but uh, I'm again, flabbergasted with some of these teams, but realistically, if we're, we're talking about true playoff caliber teams, the Yankees may at best be 11th in major league baseball. And I know folks are going to be incredible saying, well, we just traded for Anthony Rizzo and Gallo. How could we be 11th? Well, let's look. Let's run down the list of teams. You got the Dodgers. You have a loaded Padres team. Even with the injuries the Padres have had, they're loaded. You still have an Astros team to deal with. Oh, did I forget the Rays are still in first place? Yeah. As much as you want to poo poo the Rays. The analytics that they keep doing and matching up against teams, it's still working. It hasn't gone away. And the Nelson Cruz edition actually balances out that lineup pretty well because you have the thumper in there that you can't basically uh, uh, mess around with uh, Tampa too much. Tampa's ahead of the Yankees uh, still. Speaking of a team no one talks about, the Brewers, in a division that is a cakewalk they can moonwalk to the playoffs because they are winning that division so easily in the NL Central because the Cubs gave up. They literally gave up, gave away all their players. That's how we got Rizzo in the first place. The Mets got Javi Baez. Oh, did I? Uh, I haven't gotten to the Mets yet. I, The Mets, <laughs> Mets fans are going to be angry that I'm still ranking the Yankees ahead of the Mets, but the Mets have a case to be made that they should be high, they should be in the top 10 as well. But I'm putting them behind the Yankees. Um, but yeah, speaking of teams, uh, no one's talking about the Brewers. They got Eduardo Escobar, who, by the way, I think is a better fit for the Yankees than the Gallo acquisition. That's why I said, you know, do I mind Gallo? No, because he does uh, have the left-handed... Uh, I bet, but I think Escobar would have been a better balance for the team than the Brewers. Willie Adams is swinging a better bat than Torres right now, and he's a better defender. I, and I don't know if anyone's noticed, but the Brewers have one of the most dominating pitching staffs imaginable, led by Corbin Burns, again, who has been a top-five pitcher this season. The Brewers are... Definitely ahead of the Yankees. Oh, in another team, no one, and I mean no one's talking about this team. 
The Reds are loaded with offense. And they still have decent pitching. With a guy who should have been on, who was on the Yankees, they gave up on. You notice how some of the best pitchers in the league are guys that the Yankees already had and gave up on? Sonny Gray. Uh, you, 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 you got... You got um, uh, you, well... I I I want to say, you know, because I said the Yankees were going to regret giving up on Lance Lynn, but I mean, this is the part of the reason why the Yankees are in trouble. I think the the Yankees actually hit Lance Lynn tonight because uh, in this Field of Dreams game, like the, there's something weird with uh, being out there with the corn. People are saying it's actually going to cause the ball to carry because of the temperature and the heat, um, but. Lance Lynn has been a top 10 pitcher this year. The Yankees gave up on Sonny Gray and Lance Lynn. And again, I blame this on the Yankees organization because they want you to pitch a certain way. Some of these guys don't pitch. They have to pitch their own way. They won't let players be themselves. And, you know, they create their own competition. Like, that's the bottom line. It's insane how the Yankees have caused other teams to catapult above them. But the Reds, no one's talking about them. You need to be paying attention to the Reds. I'm telling you, folks. You you can be laughing at me when I'm recording this, but the Reds, you have to be looking out for them because the, Moustakis is coming back. Castellanos is having a great year. Votto is having a resurgent year. Jesse Winker is really good. The Reds got offense and they have pitching. You know, I mentioned Luis Castillo. He's had a bounce back year pitching wise. The Reds are dangerous, incredibly dangerous, and they're second place in that division uh, with the Brewers. Like the Brewers are running away with it, and the Reds are still that good. I'm telling you, don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them. Anyway, let's talk about uh, the White Sox. A lot of power. Eloy Jimenez came back, getting it done. And I'll be perfectly honest. You got Tim Anderson should be marketed as a superstar. Uh, you know, Major League Baseball in their ineptitude still can't find a way to market a black uh, baseball player it, in 2021. They, you know, you have so few, and you still can't get it done. I swear, this this sport is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad at managing resources. Um, but, yeah, can't market. Hell, they couldn't even market Shohei Otani. He's pitching and, and hitting bombs. Shohei Otani might hit 50 bombs this year. And still, Major League Baseball struggling to market Shohei Otani. Stephen A. Smith already got himself in trouble. Because uh, he, he completely missed the point of why Major League Baseball keeps screwing up how they market people. They just do a terrible job. They don't put these people on basic television. They keep f- forcing everything on the cable package. You need to put eyes in this, uh, on the screen in the biggest market possible. You need to put it on basic television, and you need to do primetime games. This Field of Dreams game is going to be on Fox. It's going to do big numbers. 
But guess what? Major League Baseball, if they were serious about competing with the NFL, they actually need regular games on Fox, ABC, or ES, ES, uh, like, you know, you could have it as an ESPN simulcast, but that needs to be marketed. And it, and it should have been done throughout the pandemic. It should have been done on Sunday nights. You had no content for an entire year. These idiots couldn't, couldn't figure, figure that out. Uh, I digress. Anyway, getting back to the point of why I think the Yankees are still in trouble. I'm just talking about these teams in the NL. You have the uh, White Sox in the AL. Again, the Yankees need to win this series against the White Sox. You know, White Sox are a good team. The Yankees got to start turning around. You got to start beating teams like this. Oakland, and this is where I'm getting to in a bit. Oakland, still dangerous. You still have the Red Sox. You you see where I'm getting at? Why the Yankees are not in the top 10? You have all these teams no one's talking about. It's crazy. Look at all the teams I mentioned. (laughs) That's how stacked Major League Baseball is, even with the moves the Yankees have made. If you look at the teams that I've mentioned, and what they already have, it is a very steep mountain the Yankees have to climb. And here's the problem for the Yankees. Even if they go on the run, to cap off the end of August, because uh, here's how they end uh, that last full week of August. Like, so this is like the week of the 23rd. So they better win these. Uh, they, honestly, they, they probably need to sweep the Twins at home. They uh the they they be they'd have the twins in the Bronx. They actually have to sweep the twins because they need to get somewhat close to uh, uh the Rays and actually have a couple of games in the wild card uh race in hand. Because here's how they end August. So starting on the twenty third, they have a two game set at Atlanta. Now you could say that the NL East has not been good, which is true. But Atlanta's getting healthy. And they're and they're playing better, and they have offense because the Atlanta traded for a ton of at, uh, bats with uh, Acuna Cunha's injury and the fact that Marcelo Zuna had the domestic violence uh, situation uh, earlier in the season. The Braves have offense; they don't have great pitching, but they have offense. Yankees, they got to be on their toes for that series. Then it comes the dreaded West Coast trip that the Yankees have historically struggled mightily on. You have seven games, four in Oakland, three against the Angels. The Angels are playing better, and Otani is just leading the charge. You know, Mike Trout better watch himself because Trout's been hurt. But in the interim, no Mike Trout. No Anthony Rendon. The Angels have been playing better baseball without those two than they played with them the entire way through. You know, I'm just saying, Mike Trout got the bag, but man, Otani's making him look bad. He really is making him look bad because it's it's actually kind of making it look like Mike Trout's more interested in being a weatherman than the best player in Major League Baseball. That That's what it kind of looks like. But the A's, 
They got pitching. They made the trade for Starling Marte. They have hitting and they have speed. They have attributes that the Yankees cannot actually match up with adequately. And that ballpark is not friendly to what the Yankees are built to do. Mash the ball. That is a huge ballpark. That ballpark is counterintuitive to what the Yankees actually want to do. And the Yankees actually need to win at least three games in that uh, that uh, seven-game West Coast trip. They need to win the games in Atlanta, too. So, realistically, you've got nine games on the road where you got to win five of them. Again, the Yankees are in such a hole that... The way September lines up for them, after this road trip, you only have six games left against uh, Baltimore. The other teams in the AL East have more games, and they have easier schedules. The best thing that the Yankees can say for themselves is the fact that they have uh, they have at least uh, home games against crappy teams like the uh like uh like Cleveland and uh Texas. That's the best news they have. The problem is they're going on the road and they got to again, they can't stub their toe against Baltimore. They got to go on the road to play the Mets, who the and the Mets are solid. Uh you know, don't get don't discount them. They got to go on the road again to Boston and they got to go into Toronto when Toronto has their fans back. I'm telling you, the Yankees do not have an easy road in September. They need to have games in hand in the wild card race at a minimum in come September. So they have to make the run now. So everyone, yeah, you know, I'm telling you now, and hopefully they make the run. But then I'm going to start hearing everyone say, oh, see, I told you the Yankees are fine. They made their run. They're good. No, they're not good. They're they're at least in the running. They won't be good until they're multiple games up. They got to be at least three or four games up in the wild card race at a minimum to at least feel somewhat safe come September. And the problem is, I don't think they're going to win enough games on that West Coast trip to even be a game up. That's the problem. That's what I'm afraid of. Because I don't think Tampa's dropping that many games. I think the ALEs might be done already. The Yankees may be stuck having to play for the wild card. And the problem with playing for the wild card is the fact that you're going to have to use Garrett Cole in your one-game playoff, not have Cole for a five-game series, and the Yankees still have so many question marks and I hated the Andrew Heaney acquisition because Andrew Heaney gives up bombs like it's a like he's a Pez dispenser. He is not even close to even a number three starter. And could he have a good game? Yes. He could have one good game for every four bad games. That is Andrew Heaney. That's who he is. He is someone who needs to be in a cavern of a ballpark or playing in the NL so he can take advantage of pitchers. And just pitch around lineups. But he is not an AL pitcher. He, you know, he was getting shielded in the AL West and still getting exposed. 
you know, I, I don't know what else you could do for a guy when you're pitching in Oakland more uh, a bunch of times. Texas ballpark uses the humidor, like, and he's still getting shelled. I and we bring him to the Bronx with the short porch and right. I, I, I the Yankees make some good moves, and then they make some moves like that where I'm just scratching my head. It doesn't make any sense. So what I am telling you folks is this. The Yankees have to make a run starting tonight and uh, and and basically kind of run the table through the middle of August because that, that week to end August, it's going to get rough for the Yankees to win games. You know, Hopefully they have some momentum going behind them to to uh, to get the job done. But there's a real chance that the Yankees only win about like three games in that, in those nine games. There's a real chance. Those are those are good teams they're playing against. They cannot have that happen because if they are even in the wild card race come September, I don't think they're making it. Making it. I don't think they are going to make it, which is crazy considering how much. <laughs> Payroll is invested in this team. So I'm just saying it now, folks. It, it's This is a very important series against the White Sox. They got to get it done. They got to go on a run because the end of August and then heading into September, it's going to get dicey. It's going to, and there's going to be a lot of pressure on a bunch of folks in, uh, in the, uh, uh, in those pinstripes, but the defense has got to be, be got to be better. The hitting has to be more consistent. I don't see that happening. And the pitching's got to be better. Uh, you know, I I got a lot of question marks there too still. There is just not a whole lot to feel great about. I mean, basically, you're hoping to rely on Garrett Cole getting his act together and relying on uh, Jamison Tyon to somehow be a average number two starter because I'm because the the stories I'm starting to hear about Severino are alarming me. I do not feel good about the Yankees whatsoever and being blunt as I can possibly be because folks don't want to hear pessimism, but there, there are very good reasons why you need to be pessimistic about the Yankees uh, this year. Again, if they go on the run, folks are going to uh, say, see, we're good. We're good to go. No, they're not good to go. It'll be, it'll keep them in the running, but they are not in a good uh, position position. They are so far down the hole. They have to like fight like hell to climb back up to be relevant in the postseason discussion. They have to start running the table just to at least hold off the wolves by the time September ro- rolls around, it ain't going to be easy. So th- for all of you asking about my thoughts on uh, the uh, MLB this year, you know, you, you got, you got questions. And then for the NL, uh, everyone keeps it uh, like, and I, I may have even forgotten to mention this team in the, in the rankings of who I have ahead of the Yankees right now. You got the, you got the giants. The Giants, the team no one's talking about. You know, you got the Reds, the Brewers, and the Giants. These are all teams that the media does not talk about. San Francisco did a complete refresh and rebuild of the Giants, 
in two years. And now they're back. And they are in, uh, they they are leading the NLS uh, or about to lead the NLS. I, I can't remember where they uh, where the stands are lining up, but the Dodgers are in some trouble of winning that division this year. And it's not due to the Padres; it's the Giants. The Giants they rotate players. They kind of do what Tampa does. They rotate players. They got good veterans. They got uh, uh, role players that know what to do. They're good with the bat. They have solid pitching. They got a good bullpen. And again, this is what I'd say with the Yankees. Everyone keeps saying it's going to be fine. You know, you got Chapman, you got uh, Britain. Those guys have been overused. Like, this is this is what I keep saying with the Yankees. Like, they didn't address the bullpen. Their bullpen already is running on fumes. And we're, we're not even in September yet. That's why I'm saying they have to have better starting pitching and they have to hit better because I don't think that bullpen's recovering. The Yankees are acting as though it's going to be fine. I think it's very presumptuous, but you know, there are far better teams more aligned than the New York Yankees are. That's why the Yankees are not even in the top 10 for power rankings. Even with the trades they've made. I can't put them in the top 10. There are too many other better teams than they are right now. Even if the Yankees go on a run, I'm still not putting them in the top 10 because I see how flawed the Yankees are. There are better teams than the Yankees at the moment. It pains me to say, but, you know, the Yankees could go on a run in the middle of August and still not make the playoffs because of how many teams they're going to have to try to leapfrog and hold off in the wild card race. They, like this is not going to be easy. And folks, it's going to be a bumpy September. I'm just saying that right now. It's going to be bumpy. You know, we'll see how that West, how they uh, do the rest of this month. But this, this is going to be this is going to be real interesting to watch. Real interesting because. I I think there's a cliff coming for the Yankees and they better be like flooring it on the gas pedal to to kind of clear that cliff because if they don't this season ooh it, it it's going to crash very badly. So, let's see how it goes tonight cuz it starts with this Field of Dreams game. We can use that as a, the table setter mark and go from there. But uh that's all I got for uh, today, but, uh, you know, if you disagree, let me know. And uh, until next time, folks, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.